0: No, here. And we are live. Not really. I like saying that, though. I say it every week. I'm going to continue to say that every week, even when we're not live. Okay, okay. Let's just jump right into the NFL. <laughs> That's beautiful, as always. Cleveland versus Tennessee. So, let me just read you Baker Mayfield's stat line. Baker Mayfield went 25 for 33, 334 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. All touchdowns were in the first half, of course. But uh, with a lot to prove, with a lot on the line, Baker Mayfield stepped up for the Cleveland Browns. And I think that he's going to keep rolling. I love me some Baker Mayfield. So I'm glad that, I'm glad that he showed up. I'm glad they got the W. Uh, Tennessee got too far behind, so Derrick Henry was really a non-factor for most of the game. The only ga- the only reason the score was close is because uh Tennessee scored back-to-back garbage time TDs when Cleveland already had the game sealed. So, that was utter domination um by Cleveland. Las Vegas versus New York Jets. So the New York Jets lost in like the most New York Jets way to lose a football game ever. You're winning the whole time and then you call a blitz. You call a blitz Bruh. on the last play of the game. They 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 have to throw a Hail Mary. You blitz Eight guys, cover zero defense. You leave everybody on man to man coverage. Henry Ruggs literally just ran the fastest for it now, really. But Henry Ruggs is the fat one of the fastest guys in the league. Man to man coverage on a Hail Mary is a terrible terrible. Terrible, terrible call. Greg Williams was fired the day after, as if the defense for the Jets has really been the problem. I don't I don't I guess they're gonna start winning games now. Uh uh-huh. ha. Jacksonville versus Minnesota. This game actually went into OT. Minnesota squeaked one out. They keep finding ways to win with Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is not a great quarterback by any sense of like the word great, but he's good enough to keep winning games. That boy is good. Mike Glennon got the start over Minshew. Uh, he went 28 for 42 for 280 yards, a touchdown and two picks. He played like garbage. Minshew would have played better. I don't know why. I think Doug Marone doesn't want to coach football anymore. Like I think he just doesn't want to. I think okay, he's trying okay. to get fired. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars will fire him eventually, hopefully after the season. Cincinnati versus Miami. So Tua was making plays the entire game, the entire second half. But then that first half, he was atrocious. But after the sec- after the halftime, he came through, made a bunch of plays. The Dolphins' defense literally made one mistake all game. They allowed the 40-yard touchdown off a – just a missed assignment. And other than that, they shut them down completely. I'm really happy with the way the defense played. There was a lot of ejections. Uh, Jakeem Grant got hit pretty hard twice on a punt return. Um, Both times it was flagged. Brian Flores, after the second time, actually stormed the field with all of his players because he wanted smoke. Which that means, in case you don't know, that that just means that he wants like a problem, like he <coughs> wants like a fight or something. I just have to explain my my language. So yeah, a lot of ejections. Xavier Howard got ejected for uh, throwing a punch at a wide receiver. That wide receiver also got ejected for throwing a punch at Xavier Howard. Um, yeah, Dolphins win seventeen, they're nineteen to seven. It wasn't really that exciting, but we got the dub. Indianapolis versus Houston. The Colts didn't impress me. Houston's missing their number one receiver. They don't have an offensive line. They don't have a running game. They barely have a defense. He only won by six points. Deshaun tried so hard. And for him to try so hard, he really was just that that s- still of T. Y. Hilton going over to like console Deshaun Watson as he's got his head in the towel and he's just head down, slump shoulders, like that's that's heartbreaking because you never want to see a guy with Deshaun Watson's, like, talent and ability to, to be crying on the sideline because his team's losing a bunch of games. <coughs> you never want to see that. Detroit versus Chicago. The Lions actually made a comeback. Chicago was winning pretty convincingly the entire game, and it's, uh, the Lions did something. Mitch played good enough to win the game. It's they, the, the play calls were just not good. Matt Nagy needs to take the L on this one. Um, uh, by the way, I've got Baltimore versus Dallas up, so we're not gonna be able to talk about that today, but it's on, so that's cool. Matt Nagy needs to take the L on that one. It's his fault that he lost that they lost that game. <coughs> New Orleans versus Atlanta. So the Saints are undefeated with Taysom Hill. Which doesn't surprise me at all because Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. So I feel like he's he's going crazy in the in the coaches' room, drawing up plays for this guy. The Falcons really come back to true form because, you know, they they scored a lot of points and killed Las Vegas last week. So for them to only come back and score 16 points this week makes me really happy. The Saints are getting healthier every single week, except for Drew Brees, and they're getting better every single week, except for Drew Brees. But, yeah, I think they're going to make – they actually might win a playoff game. I called early in the season that they weren't going to win a playoff game. They might actually win a playoff game. I don't think I did a top 10 this week. I did not sold that on the spot. Whatever. The Giants versus Seattle. The Giants actually won a, like this game. Like they beat Seattle fair and square. No, no, no nothing. Uh, no controversy. Joe Judge proved himself as a great head coach in the National Football League. With that performance, Russ kind of knocks himself out of the MVP talk. Um, it's crazy how through like ten weeks. A guy can uh, can shine and really be look like he's gonna be the front runner for MVP, and then after a couple bad weeks, you're really out of it. <coughs> Mahomes and Rogers are going bananas right now, and I get it; they're on better teams, for better situations. But uh, yeah, I don't. Th- this doesn't look like Russ is gonna get his MVP this year, which sucks. The Rams versus the Cardinals. The Rams offense is starting to click a little bit better every time I watch them. Er, every time they just get a little bit better every single week. Uh, they're figuring that run game out. The Rams defense is always amazing. They shine versus Hopkins and Murray. The Cardinals are probably not gonna make the playoffs. They're six and six. Um, yeah, just uh, I don't see them making enough moves late this season to uh, to win games. New England versus the Chargers. New England beat the Chargers 45 to nothing. So, what that proved to me is that New England's defense is still one of the best in the league. That Belichick is still the greatest of all time. And that Cam Newton doesn't have to play good in order for the Patriots to look good. So, that's crazy. 45 to nothing. That's wild. That oh, it's good. No, he's not. Philly versus Green Bay. Wentz was benched. So, Usually during the holidays, we have Elf on a shelf. This year, we're going to have Wentz on a bench. It's going to be great. Jalen Hurts is now the starter. He has been declared the starter by Doug Peterson for the Philadelphia Eagles moving forward. This is really exciting. Hurts went 5 for 12, 109 yards, one touchdown, one pick, To coming in the middle of the third quarter. Uh, The pick was in the fourth quarter when he was trying to make plays to get the team in scoring position. You know, watching that game, the Philly-Green Bay game, watching that game really made me feel bad for Carson Wentz because J- Jalen Hurts threw a couple passes, and they were dropped, and I was like, wow. Uh, everybody just rags on the receivers for Philly, but it's it's really bad. Like, the situation is really bad out there. They don't have guys who can catch. It's pretty important. Pretty important thing to know. Denver versus Kansas City. So this one was actually, like, pretty pretty wild. It was close all game. Uh, Kelsey and Mahomes sealed the W, uh, of course. Kelsey had himself a game. Kelsey went off for eight. He went eight receptions on 13 targets for 136 yards in the game-winning touchdown. Denver's defense played as well as they possibly could versus Kansas City. Well as they possibly could. Drew Locke tried his best on offense, but the better team won. Even though it was ugly, the better team won. Washington versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is no longer undefeated. The O has to go and it was gone. Washington keeps winning. Chase Young keeps dominating. This kid's only like 22, 23 years old and he's w- already scaring O-lines. He's already torturing O-lines. Just to feel good, Alex Smith has been playing his butt off since he since he got the starting job. I mean, after coming back from almost losing your leg, like he's playing exceptionally well for everybody, for, for like all of the standards or all of the opinions about him when, as he came back, that he wasn't going to be the same guy, wasn't going to be able to, to, to be the same player. And he's pretty much the same player. He's pretty much the same player. He's never great, but he was always really good. You're going to learn today. I love Alex Smith. Buffalo versus San Francisco. Josh Allen shines had, had the two fumbles, but I don't really, it's, He's a running quarterback. He's going to get hit. He's a quarterback. He's going to fumble. It happens. But he didn't have any interceptions, had four touchdowns. Cole Beasley had himself a game, had nine receptions on 11 targets, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Other than the quarterback situation, the San Francisco 49ers are showing every single week, win or lose, that they're getting healthier and they're getting better. So other than Jimmy G, because he's going to be out for a little bit longer, they are – they're starting to get their roster back and they're that's starting to look more Bible. like the team that they should look like. So that's that's always good for San Francisco fans. Uh Dallas versus Baltimore is going on right now so we can't report on that. Upcoming NFL week 14. So we got New England versus the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams over the Patriots because I trust Jared Goff more than I trust Cam Newton to make plays late in game. Minnesota versus Tampa Bay. I'm gonna go Minnesota. This is a shocker. Just went into the OT with Jacksonville. Uh, Tampa Bay's coming off a bye. I think they actually are coming off a bye. So Tampa Bay's coming off a bye. Um, all signs indicate that Tampa Bay is gonna dominate, but I don't know, man. Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook are just rolling right now, and Minnesota is just—they're hot. Right. So I'm—I'm gonna bet on the hot hand. I'm taking Minnesota over Tampa Bay. Arizona versus New York, kind of the same situation. Arizona should win this game. This is the Giants, but of course, Arizona versus the New York Giants. Uh, Arizona should win this game, but I'm going to go New York because New York has a fire under them right now, and they are rolling, and I'm playing the hot hand this week. Kansas City versus Miami, as much as it breaks my heart, Miami's not good enough to beat Kansas City. That's just what it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tennessee versus Jacksonville. I'm going to say Tennessee because Jacksonville is literally trying to lose football games. Dallas versus Cincinnati. I'm picking Dallas just because Cincinnati's not a real football team. Ooh. Lost those, bro. <laughs> so I've taken Dallas because Cincinnati's not a good football team. Houston versus Chicago. I'm hot. I don't have a. I don't have a shirt under this because I'm a dummy. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Houston versus Chicago. I'm going to go Houston because Deshaun cried, and Houston, I feel like, needs to needs to win more games, man. That man is miserable over there, and they're going to fight their butts off for him, <coughs> unlike Chicago will do for Mitch Trisky, which is why I'm picking Houston. Denver versus Carolina. Although Denver just put up a great showing versus Kansas City, I'm still going to choose Carolina. I think they're the better football team, and that's just what it is. The New York Jets versus the Seattle Seahawks, I think Russell Wilson's going to bounce back versus the worst team in the league. I think he's going to have a great game. I think DK is going to have a great game. Seattle's going to have a fantastic performance against the worst team in the league. And I got Seattle. Indianapolis versus Las Vegas. This is interesting. AFC matchup here. Both teams know they're not going to win the division because Indi- Indianapolis is looking up at Tennessee and Las Vegas is looking up at Kansas City. I feel like Indianapolis' situation is more... Is better, they still have a chance to win a division. It's not like shut down completely for Las Vegas, it's completely shut down. Um, but I'm gonna go Las Vegas over Indianapolis in a must win situation here for Derek Carr. Uh, I trust Derek Carr more than I trust Phillip Rivers, and I trust John Gruden more than I trust. Oh, I apologize, I can't even remember the Colts head coach name, but I trust John Gruden more than that guy. Washington versus San Francisco um, San Francisco's O line is good not great. Chase Young's gonna eat the quarterback in San Francisco that whole situation is trash. I'm gonna go Washington over San Francisco. <coughs> New Orleans versus Philadelphia this isn't even a question. Um, I'm gonna go New Orleans because they're like literally the better team like, everywhere. But Jalen Hurts is going to have his first start. So there might be a lot of surprises this game. You never know. You never know until you know. Atlanta versus the Chargers. I'm going to go to the Chargers. They just got embarrassed, embarrassed by New England. So I think that they're going to come back stronger than ever. And, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. 24-10, Baltimore over Dallas right now. 13 left in the fourth. Green Bay versus Detroit. Detroit's Detroit, Green Bay's Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay. Pittsburgh versus the Bills. I think Pittsburgh's actually going to suffer back-to-back losses. Although, I don't think that they're a bad team at all. I do think they have some stuff to work on, but every team does. So, I just think they're – it's not that they're – Are gonna start losing a bunch of games in a row. Like, I don't think they're just gonna spiral out of control, but they just so happen to lose a game and then be matched up with a team that I think is significantly better in the Buffalo Bills. Because I trust the Bills' offense and coaching staff more than I trust the Steelers. That's according to the Bible. Both defenses are really good. I'm gonna take the better offense. Baltimore versus Cleveland. So this is a tough one. Lamar and the Ravens are actually not playing terrible right now, um, but I'm gonna just stick to what I wrote down. Baker's gonna keep rolling. Lamar's gonna struggle. The Browns are gonna go ten and six. The Ravens are gonna drop to six or ten and three. The Ravens are gonna drop to six and six. I got Baltimore losing to Cleveland, seventeen thirty-one for a total of forty-eight points. Let's get. Oh, I apologize. Let's get to the UFC. We got a UK, uh, a recap. Hermanson versus Vittori. So this was an absolute cracker. Like that's, I love saying that for 185 pound fights because uh Robert Whitaker's from Australia used to be the champ. Real fun guy. He uh, I don't want to do an Australian accent on camera and I get roasted in the in the comments. No. But yeah, yo he says cracker. Like instead of like if it's a fight's like really good he goes this is a cracker and I'm just like it's so funny. So, yeah that fight was awesome um Vittori was dominant to be honest they were slugging a lot they were just going back and forth but uh for the most part you could tell Vittori was winning the exchanges Vittori was uh definitely con- controlling the octagon keeping his distance a little bit better landing the harder shots Hermanson showed so much heart Hermanson showed so much he really good guy on the ground took a lot of damage on the feet and then another thing about Vittori that impressed I know we're talking about hermanson's heart but another thing about Vittori that impressed me was that he knew that everybody thought that on the ground, Vittori was going to be at a severe dis- disadvantage. But it turned out to be that whatever Vittori's, Vittori's been working on the mats because this dude was he, he knew everything Hermanson was going to throw at him before he even threw it at him. That's, he's going gr- to be fine. He's going to do just fine. His UFC career is going to be great. Hermanson is also going to be just fine. They're both going to be great UFC fighters for the rest of their careers. Ovin St. Prue versus Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill actually won by KO, like I called he would, because OSP is on the slide and Jamal Hill's on the up and up. So, shout out Jamal Hill. Uh, a couple fighters that I reported on. Uh, so, Luis Smoker got a W by TKO. Matt Wyman lost via 22-second uh, KO slam. So, Wyman went in for a takedown, was wrapped around the guy. The guy stood up. Wyman held on to him. So, the other guy kind of just, like, put his face, his forearm on his face and then drag, like threw them both onto the ground. It was weird. It was a weird slam, but uh, got the KO. Pretty impressive. I would look it up. Gian um, Vellante lost by unanimous decision. Actually, pretty one-sided decision. I was pretty disappointed in his performance. So, we're going to move on from that. Uh, Upcoming UFC. We got UFC 256 on the horizons. Davison Figueredo is making a quick, quick turnaround because I think he only fought like three or four weeks ago. Let's go back. I got time. Yeah, I think he fought like three weeks ago. Wow, if only I could, like, if only I color-coded my notes. I actually do color-code my notes, and I still can't find it, so that's pretty pathetic, but whatever. It's okay. I'm just going to wire Whatever. Bruh. Anyway, but yeah. yeah, D- Davison and Figueredo and Brandon Moreno are both making a quick comeback. Um, The weight cuts are definitely going to bother both guys. I think it's going to bother Davidson a little bit more. I'm still going to go Figgy by KO. Davidson Figueredo by knockout. This fight will be quick. I don't expect it to go past two rounds. But this fight will be so much fun to watch. I think it's definitely worth the $65. And if you don't think that fight's going to be worth the $65, how about this next one? Tony Ferguson, El Kukui versus Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira is on an absolute tear right now. He holds the record for most submissions in UFC history. And now he's knocking people out with ease. Tony Ferguson is, they literally call him the boogeyman because he is the, the boogeyman. So, I mean, that was awful. Lamar could have made such a good play, but he just didn't make the throw. <coughs> didn't make the throw. Uh, Yeah, I got Tony by unanimous decision. Charles will look good. It's only a three-round fight, so they're going to leave it all out there slugging from bell to bell. This will be fight of the night, no doubt in my mind. But uh, I have Tony, unanimous decision. He's going to have the experience advantage. He's going to have the advantage on the feet. Every fight starts on the feet. I don't think that the. Uh, I don't think that the, uh, the advantage that Charles has on the floor, will, help him win the fight. Henato Moikano versus Rafael Fiziev, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know who Rafael is. To be completely honest, I. I briefly looked over him while I was writing my notes, but I have no idea who this guy is. I know who Hanato Moicano is. I know who I'm getting with him. He's going to stand up. He's going to bang. He can't, if the fight goes to the ground, he has ground abilities. But I don't know, man. Something in my gut is just telling me that this Rafael dude, who's not Spanish at all, I think he's Russian. <laughs> this Rafael dude is really going to win this fight. I don't know why. I don't know why. But I did write Moicano by TKO. So there you go. There's there's my opinion on that fight. Kevin Holland versus Ronaldo Souza. Kevin Holland has been on an absolute rise, like meteoric rise in 2020. He's really taken this terrible 2020 that everybody's had, and he's flipped it on its head, and his 2020 has been amazing for him. And I think he's going to cap it off by getting the biggest win of his career. I think he's going to knock out Jacare Souza because... Jacare is on the decline. He has been for a long time. Missed a bunch of fights due to, the, due to COVID. I just don't think he has what it takes anymore to be competing with the top guys at 185 or at 205 pounds. And I think soon enough he's going to call it a career. But this is going to be definitely a step in that direction. I got Holland winning by KO. Junior DeSantos versus Cyril Gain. So I got Cyril by KO. JDS is also another one of those guys on the decline. And uh, he's been getting knocked out a bunch of times. He's fighting all of these young up and comers and losing bad. So I don't think this this is gonna change with this fight. I think he's gonna lose again. And I think he's one of those guys that also needs to start thinking about uh hanging up the gloves. On the undercard, we got a couple good fights, and then so let me chase Hooper is actually uh Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series alum, and he is on the early prelims. So it's on ESPN. Plus exclusively, uh, there's three fights before the. Actu- it's weird to explain how the UFC does it. They do three early fights, and then they do the prelims, which is like every other fight event in the world, and then they do the regular card. So I don't. They got the early prelims, is what they're called. But uh, Chase Hooper's definitely a fun guy to watch. He's the first card. He's the first fight on the card. If you're gonna give any fight on the under on the on the card or the prelims or the early prelims a chance, I think it should be that one, or the main event to the prelims, which I'll get to in a minute. So, we got, after that, we got Mackenzie Dern versus Verna Jandiroba. So, Mackenzie Dern um, was on a tear, just knocking girls out left and right. And then she had a fight where she tore her ACL versus Ma, Roxanne Mataferi. And she that was her first professional loss. She has dreams of being the youngest champion UFC history. I think she has a little bit less than two years to do it. Um, It really set her back, but uh, she's back, fully recovered. And I think she's going to take this fight. I don't know who this other girl is, but other than her last performance where she tore her, like, shredded her knee apart, Mackenzie Dern has been great. So, yeah. Hold on. Oh, I just folded. Mackenzie Dern is not the person that I think she is. Bruh. Bruh is right. Mackenzie Dern is actually a jujitsu ace. Yeah, Mackenzie Dern is actually a jiu-jitsu ace. And the person I'm thinking about is Macy Barber. Macy okay, Barber okay. actually tore her ACL in a fight versus Roxanne Menefair, but she's not fighting. I thought it was too soon for her to come back, so that's why I was pretty shocked. But now that it's all coming back to me, I feel good about this. She did not tear her ACL. Mackenzie Dern is perfectly fine. She gave birth, and now she's back, and that's awesome. But I think she's still going to win the fight. She's going to get a sub. That was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. That was bad reporting. I'm not going to lie to you. I apologize. But shit happens. And then this fight is the last fight on the prelims. It's Cub Swanson versus Daniel Pineda. This one's gonna be a banger. Cub Swanson, oh, I'm sweating. Cub Swanson always comes out to bang. He is awesome, fan favorite. Daniel Pineda will be a fan favorite one day. He's one of those guys that's just really good everywhere. He can do it all. Hits really hard. Has awesome submissions. Daniel Pineda is awesome. I'm gonna go Daniel by UD. Cub coming back from a knee surgery is awesome, but uh. I just think he's been on the decline for a while. I think he's on a four fight. Or I think he's on a he was on a five fight losing streak before he won one or something like that. It's just not good in his past six. So I'm gonna go Daniel Pineda. And uh that about uh wraps it up. Thank you to the raw DJs. Thank you to Brian Flores as always. Love everybody. And uh we out. Woo it's good. They know why.